0: Fantasy Managers, hello and welcome back to the second podcast this week. As the deadline for Game Week 2 approaches, we're going to bring you all the insight on the players, captain picks and prize rises and price falls. But just quickly, all of our mini leagues are still open. So head to www.e-sportslive.com.au for all information on that and the link to our community Discord as well. But now that that's out of the way... Let's introduce the panel for today. It's the same lineup as the other night. We've got Jack from Esports Live, Matt, the FPL Guru from FPL Addicts, our very own Stat Man Dave, a man on the ground from the UK, Chris Reed, and my right-hand man in the commentary box, Ollie Walker-Peel. So we'll start with you, Ollie. How are you doing today, mate?
1: Uh, the mighty blue and whites, or, or the yellows, as they're so called, now got themselves another win. Uh, that was a bloody what was it? Four o'clock this morning. So. You know, absolutely buzzing with that. So, you know, the day's pretty much progressed from there. Got another pod with the lads and hopefully just going to go through game week two. So, yeah, it's been pretty good today, mate. How about you?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, mate. I was uh, sane, so I wasn't waking up that early. And, you know, it was yeah, a
1: worried. fairly
0: decent decent result for you lot then, getting one over Chris Hutton as I'm sure you'll be fairly happy to do. But, um, yeah... Unbeaten, three from th- or two from three, one draw. So it's not a bad start for Blackburn this season. Maybe a little uh, promotion charge, but that will be. um We'll have to wait and see for that one. We won't start talking too early. We'll go to the guru now. How are you doing, mate?
2: Yeah, great. Thanks, Elliot. Absolutely buzzing for uh, FPL this weekend. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a really good week. It feels like game week one's just ended and game week two's already around the corner. It feels like, you know, it feels like last season for me again. It doesn't feel like it's been a couple of days in between, but it has been. So we've got to got to get ready for game week two already. But, um, Reedy, how have you been tracking along? Have you been preparing yourself for, for game week two and stuff?
3: Yeah, yeah, just been uh, tinkering, tinkering along, you know, uh, waiting for that for that uh, next uh, round of fixtures a few spicy ones in there so i'm sure there'll be some big hauls again this weekend so yes it's it's going good
0: yeah absolutely and statman dave how are you getting along mate
4: doing all right elliot
0: that's exactly (laughs) what we want (laughs) to hear (laughs) and jack (laughs) the final one for today jack how are you doing mate
5: Apologies, yeah, that was called That love that, Dave. Um, yeah, listen, good. Like we just loved it, uh, loved it that much in uh, for the game week two podcast. So we just had to do another one this week. We had to, we had far too much content. We had to get out. So yeah, good to be back for another one this week, mate.
0: Absolutely. And how lucky are everyone at home, you know, sitting there getting two doses of information from the guru and everybody else this week. So I just sit back and enjoy and we will get started with the uh, the information of the podcast now. And we just want to have a little bit of analysis on the uh, the most transferred in and out players this week. So we'll start with transfers in and I'll go to you, Ollie. And this one doesn't really seem like much of a surprise to many people. But Paul Pogba is the most transferred in player uh, for the game week. Does that shock you in any way?
1: Sorry, man. I was just having a look at that draft table that was just up on the screen momentarily. I'm liking the look of that. Um, but no, he doesn't. Obviously, the um, the Graham Soonest comments during the week about Pogba were disgraceful. And, you know, the fact he's getting four assists, you know, you've got to look at someone like him, you know, 400,000 plus transfers in. I reckon that's merited, you know, somewhat surprised that's not more. Um, obviously, decent price still coming in quite low. So, um, yeah, not a surprise whatsoever. And I think he's definitely an option you want to go to, especially because he's a cheap way to get into that United like midfield. You got like Fernando's very expensive. Um, so if you want to go in a little bit cheaper, you can go with Pogba. So I think he's great value. Good footballer we know what he's capable of. So I think great option all round.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. And Jack is partner in crime from the weekend. Bruno Fernandez, is the second most transferred in player. Does that one surprise you a little bit that, you know, people that were so keen to not go with him in the first week have already switched their mindset and gone, you need Bruno for the second week?
5: Yeah, listen, jokes on them, innit? Bringing in a, like, um, obviously, a, a big a big, uh, prize player at that price coming in if you didn't have him in they must have obviously taken hits to get him in at that point there's no way people were saving money in the bank just to bring him in just in case so yeah the joke's on them for doing that it's a you know that'll enable other people to catch up in the leagues
0: Absolutely it's already points that they probably lost by having a a different player in. so the as you say the joke is on them for not having Bruno in for that game week one but the third most transferred in player is Richarlison from Everton and that one sort of out of the three of them so far is um, it's definitely warranted but it's probably the most surprising one for me. He did have a good game week one as Jack knew he had him in his team as well but Guru, are you surprised to see you know people going with Richarlison over Calvert-Lewin maybe?
2: Um, look, I'm not too surprised. I think Richarlison's price is you know, a bit cheaper um, and he did look really good in that first game and I think Everton's next couple of games are quite nice on paper, so um, I'm not too surprised in, in that aspect, um, you know. But I guess yeah, Lewin is a good option, but I think for the price, Rich Allison, yeah, you can't can't go wrong at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. And then, as you can see on the screen there as well, or if you are listening at home, Lukaku, who it's probably going to be too early for him to get a start in game week two, in my opinion, but I would love to be proved wrong. And uh, Mikhail Antonio, who tore Newcastle to shreds on the weekend of the fourth and fifth most transferred in player. But we'll start with uh, with Harry Kane, who's the most transferred out player uh, from game week one to game week two. And I was speaking a little bit off air before, that it's quite surprising for me that people were so, you know, it was fairly common knowledge that he wasn't going to be playing in the first week, wasn't it, Reedy? And, you know, people that have seen that he's not going to play first week, they've already got him out for their team for the second week. So do you think maybe they should have just held with Harry Kane and, you know, stuck with him?
3: No, there's no time to sleep. You know what I mean? On these on these players, um, you know, if they're injured or they're a doubt, you get them out really. Harry Kane was the main man last season, as we know. Uh, with his with his unbelievable goal tally, um, but you need a fast start in FPL or a good start. Um, so listen, Lukaku's in there. People will be licking their lips at that one, and uh, it's see you later, Kane. For now, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I think, think, as you say, it makes a lot of sense because the 28,000 have gone with Harry Kane out. uh sorry, 280,000 have gone with uh, Kane out and 274,000 have gone with Lukaku in. So I think for a lot of people, it was that straight swap from Kane all the way to Lukaku uh, pretty straight away, which is, uh, you know, another fair one. But, you know, if, I'm not too certain that is going to be starting for game week two, probably get on, uh, has a higher chance than Kane to get on. But um, it w- will be an interesting one. But Madison. And uh, is the second most transferred out player guru. is one
2: uh he broken up on our on everyone's end?
5: Yeah, I think he's broken up there. So I think he was just gonna ask you about obviously Madison Guru. Um I don't know if you want to jump in there, mate.
3: Yeah,
2: look, um I transferred Madison out of my lineup actually and uh He's got a little niggle. We had, a, I think, a yellow flag on him. Um, So I think he uh, potentially is a doubt to start. Um, Yeah, I agree with that one. He's too much of an injury risk at the moment. And I think, um, like me, he was kind of just there for the one-week punt. Um, He'll probably get some good points as the season goes on. But you can swap him straight out for a, a player that you know is going to start, like a Ben Rama, potentially.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I didn't get to hear your response to my question. I think I must have been breaking up. But is one of those people that's transferred Madison out? Are you? Are you in that um, sort of 184,000 people?
2: Yeah, I will be. Um, but I've not done my uh, my transfer yet. But he'll definitely uh, be coming out my side.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a very fair shout, as you say. Injury doubt um, was probably just a, a one week punt, as you said. So, uh, Bakayo Saka is the third most transferred out player and it's another one that doesn't really make too much sense to me uh, Oli obviously I've got Chelsea this weekend but do you think people maybe should have stuck with Saka or maybe shouldn't have gone with him in the first place
1: I agree with the latter part of the statement um, obviously people would have been tired in how good he was at the Euros but I still don't think Saka was a, a good option to go with anyway I think there's players you know at similar prices we've seen with <laughs> the likes of um, Ben Rama and, and and the like you know at that cheap sort of 6, 6.5 who are better options so, um, I don't think Saka would have made sense to go in the first place. <clears throat> and then if you're just going to make a corrective transfer, it's one of those where it's just a bit of a waste. So, I wouldn't have gone Saka in the first place. But if I'd have gone with Saka, I probably you know, would have been kind of obliged to hold him and see you know return on investment. Because you spend all this time in pre-season making transfers and making teams. You've got to stick with your gut a little bit. So, I wouldn't have gone with him in the first place, but probably would have kept him if I had done.
0: Yeah. really interesting one, that. And then Ian Acho and Grealish are the fourth and fifth most transferred players out. But um, that sort of is is the, the what the people are doing. As we said, the Kane to Lukaku one is probably a, a pretty popular option there. And, you know, everyone that's realising that they can't live without Bruno is uh, quickly and promptly getting him in their sizes and price falls. There's been a couple this week, and there's a few that I just want to uh, zoom in on and just talk about. Ben Rama is a man that everyone's been talking about um quite often um have have any Ollie have you gone with Ben Rama?
1: um we're talking about this off affair weren't we in terms of draft um Elliot's gone again his um his internet's about as bad as he starts this FPL season, so you know obviously hopefully he gets back in the <laughs> back in a moment, but we're talking about your draft off affair, weren't we how the you know it's um potential that you know potentially I could be uh, transferring him out and I think to the guru's surprise, I've I've, I've accepted that transfer breaking so a bit of news there. But in terms of classic, he's one that I'm, you know, I missed out on and it was a shame that I did because obviously he was a class player. He absolutely tore Newcastle to sheds. Um but um but yeah, I think he's a great player to have in. He makes sense if he you, you know he's been transferred in by a lot of people. Obviously they'll want to get in on him because, you know, if they missed out in the first week, they don't want to miss out on big holes like that again. But um, but yeah, who knows. <laughs> The, the guru's looking at his, has, uh, his little screen there.
2: He's done it. Oh, my God, Ollie! Well, I didn't think <laughs> you were going to accept that
1: one. No, but you know what? You know what? FPL's all about taking risks, mate. Um, but, you know, I, I, I've got plans. I've got plans, that's why. Um, people will find <laughs> out later what those plans are. Uh, clearly not very
0: good ones at, at the first port of call, but um, we'll have to see how they eventuate for you, Ollie. But um, his partner in crime as well, Jack, Mikel Antonio, has, has risen as well. So, you you know, you, you see what they do on the weekend. Mikel Antonio was the highest scoring striker, 7.6 million now. So do you think that will just make it that little bit more difficult for people to go from a, an Ian Atcho say, to an Antonio?
5: Yeah, hopefully you know some people managed to make that change quite early. Um, I've signed I've got Richarlison, um, so I, you know for me, Antonio wasn't an option this week because so I've got to keep up with his form. But that seven point six does make a little difference in there with your, with your budgets. Everyone's probably spent most of the money because they were saving room for the likes of Lukaku. Um, planning it about right. So yeah, it's gonna be difficult to get Antonio in and he's gonna hit some good form probably over the next couple of weeks, but not too you know, not too sure if he's gonna be available that four or five which we were talking about earlier. Um but yeah, I think he's uh, he's definitely one to keep an eye on, for sure.
4: Um, yeah, was going yeah, he's gone to again. Third time,
5: third time. He's going to get He just hit a hat trick in there, hasn't he? But I think uh, Marcus Alonso was another price rise in there from five point five to five point six. Uh, Reedy, any eyes on the likes of Marcus Alonso? Do you think he'll get a good run in the in the in the league this year?
3: Um, I'm not looking at him personally, um, but he's he's definitely um, nicely priced and his attacking returns, you know, um, are extremely high. Really, I suppose over the last season or two when Conte was there you know he was he was playing in that 3-4-3 so it seems like Tuchel's gonna kind of get him get him starting I mean Chilwell's there but it seems like Alonso's the preferred man at the moment so he's definitely definitely uh, someone that FPL managers should should look at I would say definitely
5: yeah, For sure, I think it's a, a tough one with obviously a lot of people would have backed Chilwell. He was in my team, for example, all last season, and I definitely looked at him for this season as well. But I think, um, you know, um, you know having Alonso might be the uh, the better option in there. But if we go over to um, I think it's Samikas, he's gone from four to 4.1. Um, Dave, are you are you keep, keep, keeping him in there, or you,
4: what do you think about
5: other people bringing him in?
4: Uh, look, I'm keeping him for now, but I think he's one that I'll be looking pretty closely at over the next couple of weeks and see how much more time he's got left in the in the starting eleven, I suppose. Um, so you know that point one could be could be useful when bringing in someone like an Antonio or whatever who has already gone up as well. So uh, yeah, for now hold, but look to remove him in the next couple of weeks, especially once um, uh, his name's forgot. I, I forgot my name. Uh, uh, Robinson uh, comes back Robinson. in. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We saw him
5: there, uh, I think we're posting our Discord the other day. He, he's been seen training. He looks pretty decent. Looks like he's going to be fit and ready to go sooner than what we thought. Oli, oh, we going to just add on top of that?
1: Yeah. So, sorry for uh, sorry for that, Jack. It's just um, the problem with I see with uh, Simicass is he's at four million or four one now, isn't he? He's gone up. It's going to be hard to obviously downgrade him to someone who's going to get the same minutes. So. Obviously, with the double transfer next week, with the two free transfers I've got, he'll probably want to look to move on next week. Take the plus one um, and probably move him down to uh, to Rimento, who's obviously playing for Southampton at the moment. Um, I think he played... He got the full 90 against Everton, so he's looking you know fairly decent for for Southampton so it's just one of those where you've got to pull the trigger quite quickly because if you're not if you're going to take the risk with Simicask and keep him in you, you know his job security is not good long term so you've got to try and find someone who you know who is and there's not many at 4 million who are like that probably a Marty's he's going to be phased out of the Leicester team quite re, uh, quite quickly so it's going to be an interesting one but it'll, we'll have to see how it eventually of course
5: yeah there's definitely some um... Assets in there that, you know, at 4 mil, like you said, you know, they're not going to be uh, safe. The position's not going to be good to go for long term. So it's, they're going to be uh, ones who may be just in there as, you know, holders just to hold out the rest of the team, aren't they? But if we go going to price falls, um, you know, not, no surprise there. Aubameyang from uh, 10 to 9.9. Uh, and uh, another Arsenal asset in, in Pepe down to 7.4. Uh, Guru, do you think there's uh, any, any good options in there for anyone to look at with those price falls with Pepe and Dakar falling?
2: You know what, I do think Pepe could be quite a good shout um, from sort of game week three onwards or game week four onwards when Arsenal have, I think, uh, maybe Norwich and Burnley back-to-back. And then, you know, their fixtures on paper do look better. Um, You know, I think Pepe could be in with a shout. I think he will get some goals for Arsenal this season. Um, Or Bamiyang I'd probably hold off on um, until we know what's going to happen with his his transfer because he's been linked with Barcelona this week. Um, but Pepe, I, I like the look of him for for a price uh, price price fall. Uh, yes, yeah, take you know, a bunch yeah, of that price fall <laughs>
5: for sure. I think Pepe obviously stepped up a bit last towards the end of last season as well, didn't he? But um, do you think there's yeah. any way back for Aubameyang this year?
2: I don't know because last season he obviously got the move to midfielder in FPL. He was classified as a midfielder, and um, you know that's everyone was excited last year. Just didn't quite work, and this year. Probably still a little bit too early to call. Um, there could be a way back at some point if it really just depends on Arsenal's form. It's a tough one. I'm on the fence with that one.
5: Yeah, no, fair enough. And it's uh, you know it's tough to back any Arsenal assets when you don't really know where that club's going at the moment. Um, I'm just going to move on to obviously a couple of new players who have arrived in uh, FPL this season uh, in the last couple of days. Like Lukaku obviously on there. Uh, any of our uh, members, Reid, are you looking at Lukaku to add in?
3: No, mate, no. Um, Obviously, it'd it'd be a case of, you know, I'd have to make two transfers to get him in, as I've got Salah, as I've got Fernandez, like any FPL manager with common sense would do. Um, But, yeah, basically, Lukaku's a no for me. Um, Depending on how the next couple of games go, you know, if you get to start against Arsenal and bags one or two, um, or, you know, you've got that international period coming up, it could be a case of a chip being used, it could be a case of a couple of transfers, but you are anybody, any FPL manager who's got Salah, who's got Fernandez, and maybe one of the sort of fairly priced, like sort of mid-priced asset, you are going to find it difficult to get Lukaku in. So uh,
5: yeah, we'll see. No, fair enough. And uh, another guest has joined us. Elliot has now come back. I'm just going to give it a test on here now. So we're just uh, talking about uh, new players into FPL with the new pri- the prices that they've got attached to them. Uh, now Rafael Varane, obviously, I'm I'm going to be in love with him very soon but I don't think he's going to be getting into my team anytime soon. Would you consider him for your team, Elliot?
0: Yeah, I think at 5.5, I think, you know, you'd go with someone like a Luke Shaw over Rafael Varane. You know, Shaw's a, a lot more attacking than you'd assume Varane's going to be for Man United. And, you know, even Harry Maguire is probably favoured over Varane. Maguire, I guess, scores a lot of goals from corners, stuff like that. So I think 5.5 is probably a bit too much. But if he, if he maybe drops, you know, 0.2 million or something, I could see him getting into a lot of people's teams. But just at five and a half, I think, is maybe that bit too expensive for him.
5: Yeah, no, fair enough. But the, the guru just mentioned in there, a lot of bonus point potential. So what, what are you thinking with that, Matt? you think he's obviously um, lined up a lot of clean sheets, lots of touches in there as well? Yeah, we yeah gotta... I think...
2: Awesome. Do you want to go, Elliot? I was, just,
0: I was just going to say something. Just, I think it's its sort of just see how he goes with new players, isn't it? You know, you never really know how they're going to do. And we've only really seen, what well, we've seen Veranda on the big stage for Real Madrid a lot. So you assume he's going to be good, but, you know, I, it's just with the new players, you just always got to wait and see, I, I think. But sorry, Matt.
2: No, no, that's fine. I think, um, yeah, look, he's obviously a ball playing centre-back. I think he's going to get a lot of touches. And, you know, I can see clean sheets uh, with him in the team and, you know, I got a feeling the um, the BPS system is going to be quite favourable, and you know, you'll be probably seeing a few three three points of run if if United get some clean sheets and you know the odd one 0 win. So uh, I'm actually quite excited about um, his potential and obviously Luke Shaw's potential off the back of that.
5: No, brilliant stuff, guys. Uh, well, listen, thanks for your uh, your tips and advice and your, your analysis of those assets in there, and uh, we'll just take a quick break and we'll be back in a second.
0: So we will move on now to the transfers and the the strategy for the week. That the important business that we all want to discuss. I've got a feeling there might be a few rollovers uh, for this week, but we'll, we'll discuss it nonetheless. We'll start with you, Jack. What's your your strategy for this week, transfers wise?
5: Well, I'm going to take something out of your book from last season, Elliot. I learned a lot from you last year, mate. And it was don't transfer and roll over every single week.
0: <laughs> Sounds about right.
5: No, it's um. I think just looking at my team, I did set up for the first couple of weeks uh, with my with my team in there. So I'm not going to make any panic or rash decisions in there. Uh, I'm going to let them play this see this this next game week, and then I'll have my two transfers. Then to uh, consider all options available, and uh, you know and look at assess my injuries, or if anyone's hitting too much, I'll need to get them in for sure. But the likes so of the the only person I've got question marks is is basically Chris Wood. I'm hoping he bangs against Liverpool this week, so we can give Reedy absolute pelters, uh, and then uh, obviously benefit from that being a differential as well. So I'll see how that goes. And I've got it's a on. That's you know. <laughs> on
1: the watch along too, will not it? With the um with the watch along banter on the on the Saturday night, especially if 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 Chris Wood, God forbid, scores, then I will tell you what. You'll be absolutely rinsing. You'll be rinsing, You're rinsing me as well, because obviously I'm an honorary Liverpool supporter for 90
5: minutes. Anyone tuning into in the watch along who, who's got time on Saturday, get on to the watch along and let's watch this happen. Let's make it happen. And uh, yeah, I'll be back in Chris Wood big time. <laughs>
0: think it was Ashley Barnes for a little bit of last season on the podcast this week it's Chris Wood doing it against the Reds so uh fingers crossed for for Jack's team but you know Reedy you're not going to be wanting to see that with your team but um in terms of in terms of you transfer wise are you going to be doing much the same and just you know ticking over with that that free transfer
3: well just before we move on to that five words Virgil van Dijk or four you could say back pocket that's all I'll say for Chris Wood. No chance. We've got absolutely no chance. Uh, Virgil van Dijk could have him in his sleep. So that's that matter put to bed. Um, but basically, um, after that quick maths, um, I think in regards to, to rollovers and things like that, uh, second game week, a lot of people be, I don't know, reluctant to make a transfer. But, you know, there's always that little niggle, sort of like, you know, the little devil on your soul, shoulder saying, you know, let's do it. Let's make the transfer. I know full well from last season. You know, I made more than a few. So um, yeah, I think for me, I'll stick taking a leaf out of your book, like Jack said. There, Al, I think that's a sensible thing to do if you've got a pretty decent team for the for the game week two.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just worthwhile mentioning now. It's it's not a year's anniversary of it happening, but it's uh, it's the game week anniversary of Jack's FPL suicide last season, isn't it? The the minus twenty four that he took. So it's good to see what a, a whole season of FPL could do to you, Jack, and you've uh, you've finally decided that you know maybe taking a minus twenty four isn't the way to go, and you just you're just rolling over.
5: Well, I think it's because the fixtures were coming so thick and fast last season, I was panicking I wanted to try and keep up with the pack, but I think someone put in our Discord this morning, didn't they? Uh, someone's done something similar with a, a 24 point hit and yeah. um, you know, they're bringing <laughs> a couple of premiums in there which is uh, FPL suicide at its finest so, The ghost uh, of Gillibrand past <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through the motions just so people could learn from that, uh, you know, when we uh, start writing a few tutorials out there for everyone to watch, you know, that's the first thing that'll be going in there, don't do FPL suicide side game
0: week two yeah that was the example last season of you know what not to do in game week two and this year we're doing the example of what you should be doing but dave for you is it going to be much the same just rolling over as well or have you got anything up your sleeve
4: look i i obviously made the monumental stuff up of not having salah in the team from game week one so my my move is gonna to be to try and I suppose bring in an, an enabler to, in order to make that happen. I don't know whether I'll be able to get it all all happening in the first week. Um, you know, it might involve taking a hit if I can make the uh, you know, make it happen in the first week, but otherwise it might take me a couple of weeks to get to get salary in, who's who's target number one. It's the it's the error that I, I made by going with a an entire squad rather than you know trying to fit in that extra premium. So yeah, look, hopefully uh, hopefully it pays off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And do you have any sort of enablers in mind? Do you think you'll be uh, going for an enabler midfielder or a a forward? What what are you sort of planning?
4: Yeah, uh, look, it's probably going to be a a downgrading a forward. Um, Not exactly sure who yet, but um, I think that's where I've probably got the most, uh, I suppose, money to bring down. Like at the moment, I've got Tony Bamford and and Ings, so you know, like it might be bringing in a you know a four million or you know five million forward. Um, you know, for Tony potentially. So it might be, you know, it might give me a couple of mil to be able to to start affording to to bring him in. So, um, yeah, the midfielders, it's sort of hard because I've got like Greenwood, who I think is really good value at seven and a half, and I've got Sun, but and then I've got sort of two six million midfielders, and there's probably not too many that are going to get any game time that are less than six million um, other than maybe a Dallas. But, um, you know, I'm probably not going to use a trade just to get 0.5.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Guru, what's your plans for the week? Are you, are you rolling over as well, or
2: Nah, Madison's coming out of my side. Um, look, I did hear Roger, Brent, Brendan Rogers say that he might get the uh, the appearance against West Ham, but you know I've got the extra million in the bank, which I kept uh, on purpose before uh, game week one um, to get a City player in against Norwich. So um, yeah, it's going to be done. So there's either two two for me. It's either going to be Grealish. Um I was, I was quite impressed with him against us for the first sort of 30 minutes. He was on the ball a lot, getting a lot of touches, and you know, he was on a bonus point at some stage until he got a book in at the end. Um, Did you say he was on the ball a lot, Guru or on the floor? On the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, both. Double both. <laughs> Yeah, both. But um it may might be him, but I'm also keeping my eyes on uh last season's hero, uh Gundogan. Um he was on every pretty much every set piece, he was on free kicks. Uh, in shooting positions. So, um, yeah, I'll be keeping my eye on him and his fitness. So it'll be between uh, Gundawan and Grealish for me.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout. It would be, you know, rude of you to not have Gundawan in your team at some point this season, I think. So maybe if it's this early, uh, the relationship between you two can sort of continue and uh, you can have your happy little FPL season together. So fingers crossed for that for you. And then, Ollie, which championship players are you going to be transferring into your team this
1: week to uh, to ruin your FPL chances? Uh, Joel Willock. Oh, that's a good shout. Actually, I like that. <laughs> I've got him already, mate. He's on my bench, so I'm not transferring anyone. But it's the decision between Joe Willock or Armstrong as to who I who I play. Because um, obviously Armstrong's got Man United, so I'm thinking of uh, of benching the Angel of the North himself, which I don't really want to do, and I can't do because I've already said earlier on in the week that Southampton are going to turn Man United over. So I'm going to probably stick to the eleven um, and leave leave Mister Steele your points on the bench, which is going to be quite frustrating, but. Well, it'll be between those two. That'll be the only sort of deal I'll, I'll try and I'll try and think about. But in terms of transfers, rolling over onto next week, uh, you know, looking forward for to two, free transfers, and then setting my season up game week three. Yeah, it's
0: going to be much the same with me, mate. I think it's uh, probably a, a fair shout. No, no one's really sure if Willock's going to get the start this week again, although our midfield was sort of crying out for someone like him as Jonjo Shelby tried to track back. Uh, but the, the pace of Antonio and Ben Rama was a bit too much for him. So I'm, I'm hoping that he starts, but it might still be a little bit too early for him and, you know, Armstrong uh, on form at the minute, I guess you can call it one goal, one game. So if he can keep that up for you, you'll be delighted. But I'm much the same as most people rolling over doing the the infamous me, as, you, as people like to call it, uh, on the pod and on the Discord. So it's going to be a, an extra free transfer for me for next week. But if we go through our captain picks now, we'll start with you, Jack. Uh, is it pretty simple this week for you, you think, Salah? Uh, Bruno. 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 Wow. Okay. I think it's a fair shout. You know, Ollie's said that Southampton are going to win. So you're still confident in in Bruno to, to come out with some points.
5: Confident in Manchester United and confident in Bruno, mate. I think um, after that, like I said in the podcast on Tuesday, they're on fire. We are buying nine against them last season. You know, there's not nothing to say that we can't get more, not more than nine, but maybe equal it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we definitely will be firing. I think we definitely will be firing. Um, so yeah, a good couple of goals in there, Bruno to be involved. And amongst
0: it, yeah. And Reedy, are you going to go the opposite and go with Salah from the early kickoff as well?
3: Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Salah, aren't I? It's it's potentially uh, not just for myself, but a lot of FPL managers' um, a self-destruct button for the weekend because we know those early kickoffs can be a killer if you pick your captain. Never back um, the early kickoff. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's it's got to be Salah, though, really, against Burnley. I think we'll, we'll we'll wipe the floor with them, shouldn't have a problem. Uh, Chris Wood's probably going to get injured within the first two minutes and have to go off because he's crying. Um, and then Fernandez, you never know, probably missed three pens. Well, I hope not. He's in my team, but, you know, hopefully he doesn't contribute too much. But, yeah, Salah's the man. Salah's the man.
0: He's allowed to score, isn't he, just as long as Man United don't come away with a win, Bruno Fernandez for you, Reedy. So, yeah, I think, fingers crossed fingers crossed that happens for you and Dave obviously you don't have Mohamed Salah in your team at the minute so is it pretty straightforward for you and you're going to be doing the same as Jack
4: yeah I think if I do end up getting Salah in this week then I'll have a bit of a decision to make but I think I'll probably still pick Bruno at this stage um, even if I do manage to get Salah in but it's a pretty close call
0: yeah, and Guru, are you going to go with something a little bit different? You, you mentioned it a little bit before. Your man, Humin Son, he's on form at the minute. He, he loves a goal without Harry Kane in the team. So is he going to be your pick for this week?
2: You know what? He's actually not. It's going to be Mo Salah, I think, at home to Burnley. Um, I'm going to use an Ollie Walker-Peel strategy, I think. And, um, you know, they tried and tested this season, no messing about with uh, with my captains anymore. That's a, that's
0: a fair shout, mate. And Ollie, are you going to be going with Salah as well? Obviously, we know that Burnley are going to come away with the three points, and you'll be very excited given the, uh, the flag in the back. But is, is Salah your pick as well?
1: Look, I, I, I don't want to. I don't wish to tempt anyone away from Mohamed Salah. And Salah's a person I will be going with myself. But his record against Burnley isn't actually that great. Well, I should really be saying the team that the, the team that shall not be named. Really, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> But his record against them isn't great, but I'm still going to go with him anyway. I think he'll be on for him. Um, and Jack, just quickly on your your 9-0 prediction for for Man United and uh, Southampton. Obviously, remember that Southampton got beat 9-0 by Leicester a couple of seasons ago. The next season, Southampton then turned them over 2-1. So, Man United are getting turned over at the weekend, and I'm going with Salah as my captain.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was next season, was it? I thought that was the same season. That was the reverse oh. fixture. Wasn't oh, maybe I it, was, it was, was the, no. I think it
1: was a reverse then, fixture. Still, so. still the next meeting. It will still be the next meeting between the two. <laughs> he's, he's, trying find, he's trying to find anything. I missed it. Oh, oh, missed it. <laughs> I've got a crystal ball, mate. It's gonna happen. I've got a crystal ball. Ron Strong hat trick, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll it will be doing <laughs> it. He'll be doing the Angel of the North celebration all over Raphael Varane at the weekend. I can't wait. Uh, Too
0: good. I think for me, um, you know, despite what Oli says is Salah's record isn't necessarily the the greatest against Burnley. um, I think, you know, Salah is probably the the most blatant choice. So that's who I'll be going with. But uh, that wraps up our, our transfers and our captain picks for the week. So if we move on now to the guru section, it's the second guru section that you lot are getting this week. So you should consider yourselves lucky you're getting the FPL guru, Matt Day himself, giving you all the insight uh, to, twice this week. So you should, uh, as I say, you consider yourselves very lucky, but Matt, we've got a couple of community questions from our discord. So just remember if you aren't involved with that, head to our website. And if you are head to the podcast discussion space and uh, get your questions in for the guru, but I'll, I'll let you take
2: it away, Matt. Thanks earlier. And, uh, we're gonna start with our community question from our Discord. and um, we've had a question come in from Party Marty, and he's asked if your team was locked in for the first three games, so no transfers until the international break, then which striker would be your go to right now? Um that's a tough question, and I think um yeah, like if I'm gonna pick obviously I'll, I'll, throw this one out to the panel as well. But I think for me, it would be Danny Ings, uh, just based on his first three games. He's already got us a, a, a goal. It was obviously a penalty in the last minute, but, you know, he got a, a bonus point as well. Um, he's got a you know, home game against Newcastle. Um, and then he's got a pretty uh, favourable fixture in game week three as well. So I think uh, for me, it would be uh, Danny Ings.
0: Yeah, if we had to, to the panel now, Ollie, are you going to agree with that? Or are you going to, you know, go with someone like Adam Armstrong?
1: I'm not going to go Adam Armstrong, I thought about it, but I'm going to disagree. A bit outlandish this one, but I don't mind it. He did score in game week one, so I suppose not that outlandish. But Richarlison for me, I think Everton's fixtures are, are quality. Obviously, got a goal, did really well game week one. Relatively cheap, so you can work him into most teams. And obviously, coming back from the Olympics didn't hinder him. So I think if you're locking him for game week three with the fixtures that Everton have got, I think Richarlison's a, a pretty safe option. You could go Calvert-Lewin, but I'll, I'll just shade it to Richarlison.
0: Yeah, it's a fair shout-on, Jack. Are you much in agreement with the Guru, with Ings, do you think? Or, you know, Antonio's bagging. You've got Chris Wood in your team. So, is, is Ings the man as well?
5: Well, from uh, obviously what Ollie said, we've got richarlson uh, Guru said, um, Ings, I've got them both. So, I think yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with them too. Uh, and I think, yeah, going forward, I'd, I'd say probably more Ings, uh, just in these first three fixtures for Aston Villa. Um what the guru said, Um but Richarlison's a, a great shout, and I'm hoping he, he does fine because obviously i have got him in the team, like I said. But yeah, probably Chris Wood just for the Liverpool game only, uh, and then but nothing more than that.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. And Guru, I hand it back over to you for your uh, your topic of discussion. I think it is for for this week.
2: Yeah, look. So in terms of topic for discussion, there's been a uh, you know a lot of noise in the community this week about game weeks four and five, and you know what to do with a lot of these players and international duty. So. I'm going to reel off a, a reel off a list now of players um, for us to discuss and uh, sort of talk about what we're going to do with them in the next few weeks, because game week four and five, there's going to be uh, international games across the world. So, um, you know, you're going to have players quarantining from COVID and potentially, you know, going to miss those game weeks for their clubs. So you're looking at Salah, Alisson, Firmino from Liverpool are going to potentially be missed. Um, there's obviously Fabinho in there as well, but they're probably the three key ones. Um, you've got the likes of Edison from Manchester City, Ebby uh, Martinez from Aston Villa, Tiago Silva at Chelsea, Cavani at Man United, Rafinha at Leeds, uh, Richarlison at Everton, Jimenez at Wolves, Sanoichku uh, from Leicester, uh, Romero, who's obviously just signed with Spurs, who's expected to, to come into the team this weekend, and possibly Antonio as well. So, um, you know, game week four and five, they could miss either one of those game weeks or both. Um, maybe none, it's kind of unknown at the moment. So yeah, it'd be interesting to know what everyone's, uh, strategy is going to be at the moment. If we do hear that they're going to miss one of the games or both, you know, will we look to, to wildcard or will you hold? Cause you know, I'd probably expect most of us have got at least two or three of those in, those in our teams. I know I've got Salah, I've got Antonio. Um, so I'm pretty covered. I could probably bench them, but yeah, I'm not sure on, uh, on your teams and your thoughts.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll go to you, really, because you are the, the king of transfers, as we know. So what's what do you think your strategy around this is going to be? Do you think a free hit, maybe? Is it too early to play the wild card for this sort of thing, do you think?
3: Um, possibly, yeah. Uh, only because the wild card offers a bit more in terms of completely changing your, your team or your, or your squad moving forward. Your free hit is obviously only for one week. Um, so I, I would say potentially a free hit could be a better chip to use to get then your your players that you actually want to sort of have in uh, most game weeks and um, getting them in getting them back in the week after so yeah free hit but you know i wouldn't panic just yet it, it's definitely good to keep your eye out and just keep an eye on the media like sort of you know the football media and the prem media and whatnot uh just keep your ears and eyes peeled um, because there could be as the guru said, could be a handful of players there that you're going to have to transfer out or even use a chip for.
0: Yeah, and Dave, do you think maybe that's going to, you know, make you reconsider your Mohamed Salah choice with the opportunity that he maybe might not be back for those uh, those those game weeks then?
4: Uh, yeah, look, quite possibly. I think, um, you know, he's obviously a fair bit of money to have sitting on your bench. If you're going to be bringing him in for only a couple of weeks, like I'll... Maybe I might take my time in in raising that cash, I suppose, and and have a look at that. And, you know, I suppose it depends on I'm not sure that he's got a particularly tough opponent potentially. So I don't know whether he's going to actually, you know, make the trip potentially, especially if he has to quarantine on the way back, um, depending on how important that game is. But, um, yeah, definitely something to consider and, and it might make me hold off on doing it straight away.
0: Yeah, and, and Ollie, we'll go to you lastly. How do you think you're going to sort of combat that issue as Matt's just reeled off, you know, a, a monster list of players there. are a lot of, you know, premium assets in there as well. And how do you think people should go about, you know, handling that?
1: Well, I'm slightly different because I've obviously built a bench for this sort of scenario, you know, if it ever happened. I've only got one name that the Guru's listed off there in Mohamed Salah. And I think everyone's got him more. everyone should have him. So it's not really that big a deal if you're benching for a week because everyone's going to be in the same boat. So... I don't think I'll be that impacted if there are managers out there. And I bet there will be with like three or four of those names. (sighs) You could play the free hit for one of those, for one of game week four or five. It is risky playing a free hit earlier on this season. Is that Salah, is it, Um, playing Angola and and Gabon? So um, we'll have to sort of see how he goes there if he wants to... um, if he wants to go and play for Egypt or not. But I think he's the big name, isn't he? Um, so he's the one you'd sort of be planning everything around if you're keeping him or getting rid. But if you've got three or four of those names, it's tough. Because I did say maybe use a free hit earlier on in the week. I'm not sure if that's a good strategy. Uh, you could wild card, especially having a poor start to the season. You could wild card, just clean slate, go again and go with another team. So that could be an option, but I don't think I'll need to be doing anything that outlandish.
0: Yeah, and it just sucks for that one FPL manager. I can't remember, you know, if he was in our league or if it was just something on Twitter that someone saw, but there was someone that played their free hit in game week one, which is a, a strategy which, you know, I wouldn't really suggest many people employ, but he obviously doesn't have the, uh, the availability of a free hit to be able to do that. But I think it's a, it's a very fair point that you make there, Ollie. But um, Guru, in terms of your opinion on that sort of issue, then what, what do you sort of think how people should be handling it? Is it going to you know, affect your transfers, do you think, for, for people?
2: Um, yeah, look, I think, um, say like the Salah one, um, put a lot of money into him. So, you know, I think a lot of people will probably just hold and put him on the bench. Um, but at the same time, like it just depends on the fixtures in game week four and five. Like if he is missing it, then it could be an easy swap to De Bruyne. Um, you're probably going to lose a bit in price rises. Um, but yeah, I think you just got to manage it depending on how many players you've got. So, you know, if you've got three or four players that are going to be out of your, your lineup, then, you know, you might need to look at taking a hit um, if you don't want to use a chip. Um, I wouldn't be using the free hit this early um, just for a few players on, on international duty. Um, um Yeah, wildcard, again, I think Ollie mentioned, I'd only be using that if you've had a poor start to the season. But if you've had a steady start, then um, yeah, I'll just try and find uh, ways to get an 11 on the park and stay with the pack and, and not, um, you know, not sort of worry about it too much. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we thank you for your time again, Matt. And we thank everyone that's asked the question there and, and the topic. But that wraps up the, uh, the, the second Guru section of the week. So, if we move on now, we've got a special little section. It's, uh, it's, you know, obviously sponsored by Bonus Bank, our new sponsor, which is, uh, you know, quickly becoming Australia and New Zealand's fastest-growing side hustle. They've, uh, they've provided us with, you know, a couple of probabilities uh, for us to consider um, for game week two. So, we've got Saeed Ben Rama from West Ham, six point one million. As we mentioned, he's risen. He's got a twenty-two point two percent probability, and his odds are paying at four point five. So, Ollie, um, Ben Rama. Is he worth it for this week? This isn't
1: it. Uh, is what did it, you say? Is it, is it probability of assists? The probability percentage that you that you yes. mentioned. Right. Yes. Is he worth it for this week? Yes. Even though I've got rid of him in draft, I'm being contradictory. But but yes, he's looked brilliant against against Newcastle. I mean, he tore a midfield of Isaac Hayden and John Josh Shelby apart. But Really, is it that hard to do? I the West best can do that, mate. The West Ham fans saying that oh, Harry Potter is coming for you, but Sai Ben <laughs> Rama was instead. So um look, I think he's a good option. Um I might live to regret getting rid of him in draft. Um, and I won't be getting him in classic this week, but to those of you who might be making a transfer maybe looking to sidestep from someone like Saka, I think Ben Rama could be you know the perfect candidate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the second player that they've given us is Alan saint Maximan from Newcastle. He's six point five million, and he's got an eighteen point eighteen percent probability with odds paying at five point five to one. So, Jack, do you think you know it's it's worth you know banking on him for a goal or an assist away at Aston Villa this weekend?
5: Yeah, I think if you look at him versus maybe a Tony at six point five, um, it may be obviously a better option. And you know, going into this week game week two. Not a bad fixture against Villa, really, um, for Villa, um, for for Newcastle. So I think it's um, yeah, a good option to look at. Uh, odds, odds are good, and he's, because he's playing up top as well, he got that assist. Uh, probability is high uh, for Callum Wilson. He's he's the main man for feeding the balls through to him and crossing. Um, so yeah, I think he's a, a top option to look at, and um, yeah, he's obviously I, I was going to say he's a midfielder, so he, midfielder for an assist or to score goals. Happy days.
0: Yeah, he fried rice last week and he's just going to see if he's, uh, if he's up to scratch this week with, uh, with Matt Target. So it's going to be an interesting one for that. But the third player that they've provided us with is Sergi Kanos from Brentford. He's £5.5 million and he's got 16.7% odds, paying at 6-1. to one. So Reedy, he was brilliant for Brentford uh, on the weekend in a 2-0 win against Arsenal. So do you think it's worth you know, going with him as
3: well? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good option. I've been looking at him a little bit in draft myself because I think um, they'll be full of confidence, Brentford, and you know I think he'll be he'll be ready again to potentially get an assist or even get get a goal. So uh, it's definitely someone who's worth looking at. And um, you know, if you've not really got uh, you've not really got too many enablers in your midfield, things like that, you know, Canos is a great pick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we thank Bonus Bank for supplying that for us. And just remember, it is completely free to get started. But if you do decide to go premium, make sure you use code FPLaddicts to receive a 25% discount for the first month's membership. And you can see the link in our caption details to see how you can make your first 75 dollars profit but that ends the uh the bonus bank section and what we will do is we'll move on to a, a quick little draft update that we can give you because we didn't talk about draft the other week and obviously we did um you know a week ago tomorrow we we did our, our draft draft uh so it's uh, it's an important one to, to sort of just mention especially because you know two of the the big dogs the the main ones last season jack and matt came away with losses this week in drafts we've got ollie sitting nicely at the top of the league how does that feel for you ollie
1: now stop the cat now give me the trophy I've won the league already no I'm not going there again I'm not going there again I'm not doing that uh, you can clip that if you want I'm, I'm not doing that but I got a bit of luck against my cowlins before um obviously you know I think it was quite close heading into the final day and just got over the line with the West Ham assets I'm now getting rid of but um you know I've got a plan I do have a plan it's not you know method to the madness kind of thing There, there is some there um I want Armstrong so um I think I've taken him off, uh, taken off Matt's hands at a decent, decent deal. To be fair, him um, he'll, he'll disagree and say he's, he's he's robbed me. But look, I think you know, I I don't even I can't even see who I've got this week. I haven't even had a look yet. But I think whoever I'm playing, like you know, it should be should be a fairly decent game. I don't think I'm brilliant at draft at the moment, but I think that I can beat anyone I play against. So hopefully it's you know we don't have a Rolando this year. So who's on the bottom of the league? Is that Matt Gasden? Um, it is, who mate. Knows? Uh, it looks like I've read it according to the caption. So, uh, according to the chat we've got here, so he's had a good win week one. So, you know, battle of the undefeated teams, bring it on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll just have to see if if Ollie can do it two weeks in a row. And if he does do it two weeks in a row, yeah, the title brigade will definitely be out because uh, that's what happened last season for him as he peaked towards the start of the season and then sort of just ended up tapering out. But we've got Dave in second, Reedy in third, Josh in fourth, myself in fifth, just managing to, a, to scrape a win with 35 points. As you do, it's, it's those sorts of ones that, that end up, you know, giving you the best chance to win the draft league. And then we've got uh, Matt Cowling in sixth, James Gaston in seventh, uh, so that's Matt. Was that Matt Cowling or is that Matt Gazden? Matt Gazden, there's too I many mats it. in this league. Uh, Matt, too Matt many, Gazden's 10th. <laughs> too, many, too many mats in this league, honestly. And then we've got <laughs> Matt Day, the champion, in eighth, Jack in ninth, and Matt Gazden at the bottom. So does that mean, Jack, that you just missed out on Lukaku to Matt Gazden?
5: I think so, mate. And hopefully that's the only thing I'll lose out to uh, Matt Gazden this this season on. Um, so, yeah, you know, it looks like Lukaku is his. Uh, and I'll have to just deal and limp through the next week or two with um, Kane and Cavani if they start, if they're starting or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, it was it was your strategy for the first week, wasn't it, to, to lose so you could end up getting Lukaku. And it just hasn't quite worked out for you this week, but we'll have to see how you do end up going in the second week. But obviously that does bring us to the end of this. Well, it was intended to be a short podcast. It's ended up being us ramble on for about forty-eight minutes so far. So I won't keep you for too much longer. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back for the game week uh, well, the watch along on the weekend this Saturday, nine o'clock Melbourne time, 12 o'clock midday England time uh, with myself and the rest of the panel. The free mini code, the paid mini code, women's mini code and discord link is all on our website. But until then, may all your FPL dreams come true and game week two. Take care, stay safe. Bye for now.